0: Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 272. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. My name is fuck you.
1: <laughs> and my name is Eric. <laughs> Hello, fuck you. Hi, Eric.
0: <laughs> no, my my
1: name is Joe. <laughs> yes, and Joe, I have a question for you. <laughs> yes. Will you just give me the leads?
0: <laughs> no, I can't do it, Shelley.
1: Oh boy, this is a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I I'm real excited to hear what you think of this.
1: Okay, all right. So so as I mentioned last week when I picked it, so I at one point in time I am pretty sure you told me this was your favorite movie. Okay, uh, is it?
0: <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible that I did tell you that at one point in time.
1: Okay. <laughs> And uh, how do you feel about it today?
0: Uh, I've grown a lot (laughs) in the past uh, 15 years.
1: Okay, all right.
0: So uh, I would not say that it's my favorite movie now.
1: So so it's a little different.
0: Definitely a little different. All right, all right. For a lot of reasons.
1: Sure, yeah. I can guess at least two of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um... When was the last time you watched it?
0: Uh, it's been... One week? Uh, a while, actually. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's probably been at least 13 years. Oh, wow. Since I've watched this
1: movie. It's been a yeah. real long time. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean... I say that as somebody who does not watch very many movies repetitively, so right. Uh, but but still, uh, if I think if I felt that highly about a movie at one point, I probably would have watched it between you know then and now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: It just uh, like yeah, I I watched it a lot in college, mm-hmm. and and I think I got maybe a little burnt out on it. Sure. So yeah, I just didn't go back to it. Yeah, yeah. Every now, and, every now and then, I would look up the uh, Alec Baldwin scene <laughs> and watch that, and be like, "All right, I'm good for you know another another year or so." Uh,
1: that is a pretty amazing scene. It's
0: yeah, it's incredible. Uh,
1: there, there. Uh, so I had never seen this movie before tonight. Uh, like I said, I, I had heard from you that uh, you uh, enjoyed this movie greatly. Uh, and, and I've generally enjoyed the, the, uh, French, uh, playwright David Mamet.
0: Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the 19th century French playwright who wrote a play about real estate salesmen. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. But no, I've 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 seen other David Mamet stuff, uh, mostly just his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I think the ones that he directed himself uh, mostly, uh, and I've enjoyed them for the most part. Uh, and but but this had always fallen into like just a blind spot for me. And uh, despite that, like I still knew the Alec Baldwin scene pretty well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, pretty iconic. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know filtered its way through just you know culture in general uh, which uh, I think even before watching I knew that uh, it was created specifically for the movie right uh, and, and it is what five minutes long maybe
0: yeah I think I think yeah not it's not super long but it's yeah basically just a long monologue that he does
1: yeah uh, and uh, the the only other thing that I think I really Caught from you know before seeing this was that uh, I want to say the character Gill on The Simpsons is supposed to be Shelley.
0: Yes, yes, he's okay. based on based on Jack <laughs> Lemmon's performance in this movie. All right.
1: <laughs> so that's all I knew going into this.
0: I mean, you really knew the highlights. <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs>
1: Like I had uh, no idea that uh, Kevin Spacey was in this, nor uh, Al Pacino or Ed Harris. Oh wow! Uh, I just knew Jack Lemon and, and uh, the Alec Baldwin scene. <laughs> uh, what if and... that's
0: all it was? What if what if you watched a version of the movie that was just Jack Lemon scenes, the Jack Lemon side of conversations, and the Alec Baldwin scene?
1: Uh, might have been a better movie. It'd be interesting, at least. For sure, yeah. Uh, I, I honestly really, th- I mean, he's ostensibly the lead character of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of shared screen time with, you know, Ed Harris and Alan Arkin and, uh, Pacino. Uh, Kevin Spacey is sort of just there. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I, you know, yeah, I just assumed that uh, it was going to be mostly about uh, Jack Lemmon's character. I, I think just, again, because that sort of seeped through and in, into the culture. Uh, I, and again, I knew that, you know, it, it, it's a movie about always be closing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the winner gets a Cadillac, second place gets steak knives, and third place gets fired.
0: Right. <laughs> And coffee Uh, is for closers.
1: Yes, exactly. And, uh, so, so I pretty much just assumed that that's kind of just what the entire movie was going to be. Just sort of the, and it is, essentially, uh, the struggles of, of these, you know, four men, you know, trying to save their jobs. Uh, but I had zero idea that there was going to be a crime element. (laughs)
0: <clears throat> yeah it it almost it almost feels tacked on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit yeah
0: yeah. But I like that I like it's sort of this just mundane thing that just happens
1: yeah. Uh, and and you know it's probably because it was based on a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's literally, I mean there there's other locations, but for the majority of the movie there are two locations yeah uh just you know uh a big chunk of it is set in the the office and uh, uh a smaller portion is set in the Chinese restaurant across the street right uh and then uh yeah we we do see some of the guys go out traveling a little bit but it's it's not a huge part of, of the movie uh so yeah and and like the movie starts uh with just uh you know credits uh with some really nice jazz music <laughs> it's setting a it's setting a tone yeah yeah uh and and you know it opens to to Jack Lemmon on the phone and like a a neon lit uh phone booth uh and like i just i i kind of paused it and i was just like i had no idea that this was going to be a noir <laughs>
0: I hadn't thought about that, but it really is.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, because because the the entire like first third of the movie, maybe more, uh, takes place entirely at night in the rain. Uh, everybody is wearing trench coats. Uh, you know, everybody is lit by you know uh, Venetian blinds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it it's like. Uh, I don't know if I'm corny in this phrase, but it's like workplace noir.
0: Yeah, no, I can totally see that. (laughs) Uh,
1: and, you know, I kinda dug it.
0: Yeah, it looks neat, that's for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, for for a movie that it does boil down to just, you know, dudes trying to sell real estate, uh, that's not a Dracula movie. Uh... (laughs) Wow, uh, tying it back. Yeah. Uh, it is visually arresting for, I think, a movie that maybe shouldn't have a place to be that visually exciting. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just people talking the whole time.
1: Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I thought this movie was good. I don't think I'd ever really be compelled to watch it again.
0: Sure. No, I think that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I had a period in college where uh I decided I was gonna be a playwright. Okay. <laughs> or or a screenwriter or something like that. Sure. And and I got really into uh the work of uh Aaron Sorkin uh and his predecessor David Mammoth. Mm. So two, I two great guys. Yeah, I you know, that just <laughs> You know, stellar, stellar individuals all around. (laughs) I chose my heroes well when I was in my my early 20s. You
1: know, it's fine, honestly. (laughs) I mean, you know, we talked about Aaron Sorkin a little bit in our Chicago 7 uh, episode, but, you know. I mean, he's clearly talented. David Mamet clearly has something going on with him. Yeah. yeah, you know, talent-wise, anyway. And, and psychologically, too. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I think David Mamet, for sure, is definitely honing in on a uh, man's man kind of world.
0: Yes, Definitely.
1: Uh, like there is a lot in this movie that is just about masculinity <laughs> and, yeah I, and oh, go ahead
0: no i i was I was telling Jenny that uh that I sort of lumped this movie in there's a trilogy of movies uh that I was really into when I was younger that I'm not as into now uh that I call the toxic masculinity trilogy <laughs> and it's this movie the usual Suspects and Reservoir dogs mm-hmm and good yeah picks. good yeah. picks. <laughs> <laughs> they're good movies but yeah they're they're uh they're hard to watch <laughs> uh I,
1: I i think reservoir dogs can still hold up for me uh but but that just may be because of, uh, it is a long instilled love for that movie that i have sure uh, usual suspects might not anymore just because of uh, people involved mm-hmm. uh, you know I haven't seen it in ages though um, but but uh, yeah I, I could see this as a, as a worthy entry into that particular <laughs> kind of uh, trilogy
0: yeah they're just they're movies about dudes who are all like trying to prove that they're the best right there are zero women in them <laughs> I guess there's there's one female character in the usual suspects who is in maybe like five minutes of the movie and she's she is there as motivation for Gabriel Byrne yeah, but, I, yeah otherwise no women at all
1: I don't remember her <laughs> uh, I did see a female name in the cast for this movie uh, I did I don't recall where there was a female in the movie.
0: Did she? Was she uh, working at the Chinese restaurant? Maybe because I, I do believe there was a a female. Uh, someone who worked at the Chinese restaurant.
1: Yes, the uh, the coat check girl. Yes, at the very beginning of the movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. So there was she- Shelley's one.
0: secretary, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's real bleak. Yeah, and then uh, and then you know you've got you've got the guy that uh, that uh, Roma sells right uh, at the bar. Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Yeah, as uh, I, I forget the character's name, but yeah, he's, uh, he's
1: his last name is Link.
0: His name last name is Link. That's right. Yeah. Um, and 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 Roma sells him, and then he comes in the next day and. Well, you know, my, my wife's my wife's got me on a real, you know, she's not gonna let me do this. And then he's all apologetic. Like, man, yeah, this movie does not have a high opinion of women at all.
1: Nope. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Um you know, it's unfortunate, but uh you know, I, I think Ah, you know, I can't even say, you know, well for, you know, it's time. I mean nineteen ninety
0: two.
1: Right, yeah. And, and like even if we go back to the play, that was still mid eighties. Yeah. <laughs> um and you know, it's it it is definitely an actor's showcase.
0: Definitely, yeah. I I don't think that there's a bad performance in
1: this movie. If like, there... Is I will lean towards Al Pacino as being the weak one.
0: Yeah, it's it's getting towards that sort of scent of a woman era.
1: <laughs> yes, Wah, yeah,
0: Al Pacino. Like this Pretty is this is like it, yeah. a stepping stone between '80s Al Pacino and that Al Pacino.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but like Jack Lemmon, like I've always liked Jack Lemmon. Uh, he just. Makes me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is absolutely wonderful in this movie, and just also absolutely awful. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. The it... the thing that he does when he's like when he the the first sort of scene between him and Williamson over the leads, mm-hmm. and like the whole thing is just like restrained rage the best that he can and every now and then it creeps out and then he like quashes it down and and his smile returns and his eyes light up again that's so good it's an
1: amazing performance he is just i i i don't know i didn't look to see if he won any awards for this or not but he should have
0: yeah i i forgot i was gonna look too and i didn't i didn't have a chance to
1: uh, but, but I, I definitely say that, that all the quality of this movie rests almost entirely on his shoulders. And, and that is not to say that, you know, everybody else isn't doing a great job either. Like, Ed Harris is great. Uh, it's probably one of the best Ed Harris performances I've seen. Yeah. Uh, just as, just, no, oh, slimy fuck. <laughs> 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 Uh, Alan Arkin is is doing wonderful work. Is just whatever it is he's doing in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's just like the this really sort of sort of timid sidekick character.
1: Yeah, he he is. I would say he is like what Jack Lemon is pretending to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jack Lemon is you know hiding sort of that. Ed Harris side of himself, which sort of comes uh, to fruition at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your most uncomfortable scene in this movie, <laughs> or most
1: uncomfortable moments? <laughs> uh, there were a few. <laughs> Uh, for sure the scene where Jack Lemmon goes to that guy's house and tries to sell him land.
0: Yeah, just, like, moves right in.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and that guy, you know, trying to, you know, politely talk him out of the house, but, uh, not having any success. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was pretty cringy there. Um, it could be... You know like like strong runners up uh like the the uh uh racial sort of rage at uh you know indian people uh-huh uh believe the uh the uh not suitable f word is uh thrown out uh at least once if not yes, more
0: at least once okay oh, yeah. th- th- there there's quite a bit of casual homophobia
1: <laughs> yeah yep. <yeah. laughs> Uh, which, you know, again, uh, like that stuff I can definitely, well, maybe not the racism part, but <laughs> the, the, the homophobia, I was like, well, that was kind of that way in the nineties, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> uh, so, so I had my blog hacked, uh, a couple months ago and I have slowly been, uh, just. Like I fixed it, but like you know, I've been going through and just tweaking things here and there. Sure. And rereading over old posts from like ten years ago. Oh no. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I never fully, you know, say anything super awful. <laughs> but, but I definitely danced around it a few times, and yeah. uh, it did made me feel real bad. <laughs> And I have since tried to to delete some of that or at least censor it, yeah uh, my biggest thing, which which is actually the one that I am most regrettable for, is uh, my my occasional uh slur against uh, the developmentally disabled
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah that that uh use of that word uh has come a long way in just like the past 10 years yeah like yeah like it's you know it, it is now you know it was like even like jenny and i obviously you know we've been watching old like survivor and big brother and stuff right and just the the looseness with which people would <clears throat> use that word uh was startling yeah and and yeah it, it we we, re- we have come a long way there, you know we we haven't in a lot of respects, but there are there are some ways in which we have
1: absolutely uh yeah whenever I mean, like I said, just reading my own blog, my own words, I was just like, ooh that's a shock, you know <laughs> and if I am watching something and, and I hear you know somebody's words, I'm just like, oh gosh, not comfortable with that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which I don't know if that's me becoming a better person or just me, you know, uh, I don't know.
0: I, th- I think that is you becoming a better person.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you and, and uh, ideally society in general becoming oh, better.
1: That's not happening at all.
0: I said ideally.
1: Ideally. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's part of a larger cultural
1: shift. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'll buy that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, because society is still awful. Everything is uh, terrible.
1: Uh, okay. Thank you. Things That's...
0: in things in Texas have never been
1: worse. <laughs> Florida's next. It's like Florida and Texas are just having a battle to see who can be the worst.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah. Man, they, they, whoever wins, we lose. It's classic. Classic AVP. <laughs> <laughs> TVF.
1: I don't know the t- TV, yeah Texas versus Florida oh okay, gotcha Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> we're uh for the listener we're recording later in the evening than we usually do yeah I was delayed today so uh so yeah that's yeah. if there's a little bit of extra brain drain that's what that's from
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I've, I've had a, a rough sleep week so you know it's, yeah. it's uh just all adding up to to whatever the hell is happening <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so the plot of the movie is, is is these guys have to try to save their own jobs by selling uh, shitty real estate uh to people who have no money, right? Uh, because because they got bad leads, Joe.
0: Yeah, no, the leads are weak. Yep,
1: you are old. They're they? ancient.
0: Fucking leads are weak. You're weak. uh yeah Uh, you know watching this uh made me think of like you know facebook or or twitter or whatever selling your data mm -hmm. and like these are the people who are buying your data yeah pretty much It's just it's you know it's it's a different different grift now because they're all just liars oh yeah yep just trying to trick people into
1: spending money on worthless lands uh yeah, there is not a redeemable soul in this movie. Uh they they, they kind of want you to lean into to Jack Lemmon being that guy. Um but he is absolutely not.
0: No, he's yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is a
1: two-faced monster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but he has a sick daughter maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to <laughs> like him. Shh,
1: shh. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, through throughout sort of the the first half or so, uh, Ed Harris and Alan Arkin are, are sort of teamed up together, uh, and Ed Harris floats out the idea of, of stealing the good leads, the Glengarry read uh, leads, yes, and then selling them off to a uh, rival uh real estate agent. I guess that's what they are.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: and uh, um. And so it begins to sort of lead you that uh that's what's gonna happen. Uh but also the movie totally doesn't hide the fact that Jack Lemon did it.
0: Right. Yeah, no not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: so then uh when they all go to work the next morning, uh the there has been a robbery, the police are there, they are interviewing people, uh the, the leads have been stolen. <laughs> Uh, and they're trying to find out too, and then the rest of the movie all just takes place in the one room. Yeah. Uh, with with Al Pacino just just fully Al Pacinoing it up. <laughs> uh, when when he came on, uh, like like he is in like the first minute or so of the movie, uh, and they they move away from him. He is not there at the Alec Baldwin meeting. Uh, I and then they cut back to him and him talking to, to uh, Jonathan Price uh i pretty much just assumed that would be it for al pacino in the movie oh just that scene yeah yeah like they got him for a day you know one location you know they shot it and that was that and then we wouldn't see him again uh but but he does fill out the the majority of the last half of the film yeah uh and he's good he is really good uh but but yeah, he is encroaching on that uh hoo-ha type of just <laughs> screams at everything, Al Pacino era.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's he he has some uh in in the scene where he's selling Jonathan Price, like there there is a line that I think about pretty regularly. Uh and that line is, you ever take a dump that made you feel like you slept for twelve hours? Cause that is an incredible line. Cause I think we've all done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. We we've all we've all been there.
1: Yep, for this, sure. This
0: a safe place to talk about our our poops. Absolutely. <laughs> if not here, where? Exactly. My therapist doesn't want to hear about it, so the podcast listener can hear about it.
1: Well, your therapist is wrong.
0: Uh, you know,
1: she's she's
0: got other problems to deal with.
1: Maybe she should get therapy.
0: Maybe. Maybe she just needs to take a dump that makes her feel like she slept for 12 hours.
1: (laughs) Uh, And this is the clip I'm playing for (laughs) our uh, promo.
0: Fantastic. Really glad. Really glad to hear that.
1: Sometimes I don't know in advance, but (laughs) I do now.
0: (laughs) All right, fine. I accept it. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, his speech is is entirely incredible during that scene. Uh, and uh, actually, I, I I was thinking about the uh, you know, the thing that you remember the most about you know having sex.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. really special too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, yeah, there's not a ton to this movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I so it's been a really long time, but I did read the play mm-hmm. when I was in college and a lot there's a lot in the movie that is not in the play, if I am remembering right. Alright. Like the it's it's a three it's a three act. The first act is in the office, the second act is in I guess the restaurant, and the third act is uh back in the in the office. Uh, and I want to say that in the play, Roma doesn't appear until the third act. Okay. So like all of that, of him selling Jonathan price, I'm pretty sure is all entirely new. All right. Um, yeah. If, if I remember right, like the second act is really just, uh, Ed Harris and uh, Alan Arkin's characters just talking and, and, and sort of scheming a little bit. Right. Um and then yeah, I forget what exactly the first act is without that. Without the Alec Baldwin scene. Like how they accomplish that. Right. Uh I do uh, remember I do remember that the play uh never mentions Glenn Ross which gets I... like one brief mention in the movie. Does it? It does. <laughs>
1: Okay, because I was going to ask about, about that.
0: Yeah, they're talking about like it was another property that they sold at one point, right? And it's just mentioned in passing. Okay, but it's sort of like a "those were the days" kind of thing,
1: right? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, because they they do mention Glen Gary quite a bit. It's it's a plot of land in Florida, I believe. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, throughout the entire movie, I was like, uh, "Where the hell's Glenn Ross coming?" <laughs>
0: Glenn uh, Ross is actually the name of the detective investigating the robbery. Oh, watch out for Detective Ross.
1: You know, I, I honestly thought, you know, because in the the title of the movie, uh, Glenn Gary is one word, Glenn Ross is two. Yeah. I thought, okay, so it's going to be a person, right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know where... Uh, where glenn ross originally came from <laughs> um yeah i was i was
1: i was also going to ask you if you had ever seen the play or not and, and so you, you answered that
0: yeah i've never seen the play but i have read it i would like right. to see it i i think it'd be interesting to see um i think the only mammoth play that i've seen a play of not a movie is american buffalo which i really mm-hmm. enjoyed sort of a similar vibe to this, but okay, just with, with, sure. coin, with coin collectors.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, the, American buffalo,
0: the American Buffalo is like a rare coin or something. I don't remember all the details.
1: Uh, you know, I gathered that once you said it was about coin collectors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put it together in my head. And uh, you know what? I don't need to see anything about nerds collecting shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know there's a movie of that. That uh I think Dennis Franz is in. And I forget who else. Uh, That'll be my next pick.
1: Okay. Hey, I <laughs> like <knows>? Dennis Franz. No <laughs> 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 uh, straight blues, buddy! Yes! <laughs> uh, um Yeah, so so uh there you know, there's just lots of scenes of these guys talking, and uh, Shelly comes in and, and he is had a great morning. <laughs> just a real reversal of fortune uh he he has sold eight plots for eighty two thousand dollars he is now in the lead uh to to win that cadillac right uh and uh he sold it to a nice cyborg family <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah that's why it was so easy you just changed their programming <laughs>
1: Uh, so he's yeah regaling Al Pacino with the, the story of how he made this this great sale and, and turnaround and, and now he's he's hot he's on a streak he, he's gonna you know he's gonna kill it he's gonna get all those Glengarrier leads. Uh, but meanwhile the, the cops are investigating the robbery and uh, uh, Kevin Spacey kind of comes in and out uh, you know the small role in this movie yeah uh, but sort of but, a nothing. Uh, Kinda, yeah. Uh, I mean, small but pivotal. Yeah. Uh, he he is truly playing an asshole. Yeah. Uh, more so than anybody else in the movie. Uh, you know, maybe slightly less than Alec Baldwin. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but but his uh, asshole specialness is is uh, you know just basically fucking over everybody he works with. Right. Uh, and then, uh, there's the, the final confrontation between, uh, him and Jack Lemmon, which I thought was just great all around. Yeah. Uh, Jack Lemmon confessing that he, you know, committed this crime and Kevin Spacey just immediately going, turning around and, and telling the cops.
0: Yeah. Fucking narc. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a sick uh, kid. Just let him go.
1: Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I will say the movie did have me a little fooled, like, you know, it can't obviously be Jack Lemmon that did this, right? Because <laughs> it seems really obvious that he's the one that did this. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, they, they just went with that. <laughs> Which is I mean, fine. It was, it
0: was sort of a twist that he did it with Moss, yeah, yeah. It was it was like the best of both
1: worlds. Yeah, because they have one scene together at the beginning, and then that's pretty much it between them. Yeah. Uh, like, the movie opens with, with uh, both of them having a conversation in the bathroom. Uh, and uh, and yeah, Moss gets uh, uh, interviewed by the detectives first, and then just, you know, storms out because he's pissed. Right. And And we never see him again
0: yeah because he went across the street
1: oh yeah that's right to to jerry's (laughs)
0: to jerry graff yep (laughs) (laughs) i remember i remember when i read when i read the play first or when i saw the movie either way i thought that he was literally going across the street (laughs) like this guy just had offices across the street from them
1: (laughs) because
0: because i'm dumb
1: (laughs) yeah you know i i i i'd buy into that <laughs> i mean why not right yeah
0: it's i mean you know
1: arby's and mcdonald's are across the street from each other in <laughs> some places that's true all
0: right you, you got me there
1: <laughs> uh so what, what i want to know is uh you know why are they having uh company meetings at like seven thirty at night
0: yeah and, they're talking about going
1: out on calls and and driving
0: around yeah i mean they're talking about going going to sell people at their homes at like 10 10 at night yeah no <laughs> i'm not buying anything from you if you come to my house at 10 o'clock at night
1: i mean i'm not doing it at any time but definitely not i'm not answering the door right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I, I
0: don't get it it's a it's a it's a rough and tumble world I guess so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, should we yeah. should we talk about Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I guess we can. Do do we have anything to say about Kevin Spacey?
1: <laughs> I uh, I really don't have anything new to add to what I think everybody already probably knows. Yeah,
0: I will say so. Like I know when we watched Trumbo, mm-hmm. uh, and Louis C.K. showed up. Yeah. Uh, I I had a real hard time separating separating that, and maybe because I didn't expect him to be there. Right. Where, whereas I knew that Kevin Spacey was was in this, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, I I don't know for like maybe just just knowing that he's there and being like, okay, he's awful, but I'm still gonna watch this. Maybe yeah. that was
1: all it took for me.
0: I'm not sure what it was. <clears throat>
1: Uh, I think part of it for me is that he is very young in this movie. Uh, he is. This is. You know, definitely before his, his sort of, before he became a star that we right. know him as. Uh, and, and, you know, he is a great actor. Like, like that cannot be cannot denied. Be uh, and, and you are breaking up, sir.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. I, my, my headphones were being weird. I just had to adjust. Can you okay. hear me now? Okay. Yes.
1: Um, but, you know, it's like, you know, when we watched, you know, Hercules of all things and James Woods is uh, the voice of Hades, right? You know, it's like, oh God, this guy is, you know, just the worst person on earth, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't deny that it's a great performance. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it's kind of the same with Kevin Spacey. Like he is legitimately a great actor. Uh, His handling of his entire situation with his yearly threats
0: that he releases. (laughs) Right. (laughs) His bizarre video manifestos. Yeah.
1: That's not helping anything. No. Like, like, I... uh, I ideally want to believe that there is room for people to have redemption
0: yeah no i agree if if you if you put in if you put in work yes and you know are are clearly remorseful and you know obviously ultimately it's up to you know the wronged party to decide what is enough right um but yeah no i i feel like you know as a as a hopefully recovering terrible person. Uh, I feel like redemption is, is a, is a good, important thing. Yeah. Uh, I do think there are some things that you can't be redeemed from.
1: No. Yeah. There, there are definitely some lines you can cross and, and, uh, you know, like you said, it's up to the victim, I think to also make that assumption. Uh, you know, I may never be able to forgive, you know, just, you know, for the sake of this argument, Kevin Spacey, Sure. you know, but, but if, you know, uh, the, the people that he wronged do then good for them. And, and hopefully that, that helps them, uh, and, you know, Kevin Spacey takes it to heart. Uh, but all we've seen is that he clearly is not. Yeah. Uh, and, and the same with Louis CK you know, in Trumbo. Uh, and I think a thing about that particular movie that that affected us both uh, is you know completely unsuspect uh unexpected uh, also he's not a great actor
0: right no, he's not very good yeah <laughs> and I'm not you know that that shouldn't you know impacts
1: no well but, he's a know, great
0: actor so we can overlook or we can forgive this thing more easily
1: we we shouldn't overlook, we shouldn't ignore, but I think it's easier with you know especially his older movies you know uh to realize that oh you know he is so good that you do kind of get lost in his character
0: yeah yeah uh
1: rather than just constantly thinking about this guy is not good
0: yeah like oh (laughs) that's kevin spacey he's a rapist
1: yeah Uh, yeah
0: yeah no i i I think we're on the same page there
1: all right right.
0: (laughs) kevin spacey bad (laughs) yeah
1: yeah uh but you know i mean i still own a copy of seven you know
0: sure yeah no i i i own a copy of seven i own a copy
1: of superman returns yeah me too yep so yeah uh you know yeah i'm not gonna just flush out you know my collection full of canceled people you know yeah uh but you know, yeah, there there are definitely lines that somebody could cross that I'd be like, eh, "I maybe I shouldn't have this anymore." Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I still own uh Four Seasons of News Radio even though, you know, Joe Rogan is is ah. garbage.
1: He really is. Yeah. And and
0: Andy Dick too, but uh, you know, what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um Yeah. Joe Rogan. Anyway. Yeah. It, <laughs> If anything, you can always, you know, like, he was never the draw of news radio. No,
0: absolutely not. Yeah, you can easily fast forward through his scenes. Yeah, he, he was not funny then. Still not funny. <laughs> is he even trying to be funny? I don't know what what he does now, other than is an asshole. Apparently.
1: Uh, I mean, he still has, and I say this with quotes, uh, comedy specials. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so, so I think part of him is still trying to be funny, uh, but he never was.
0: Yeah. I, I know that he has COVID now.
1: Yes, he does.
0: And, and Congratulations. The, the, ivermectin. Yeah. Well done, sir. Take your, take your horse laxative and, and be happy. <laughs> you <laughs> stupid
1: asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> so yeah. yeah, Glenn, Glenn
0: Gary, Glenn Ross.
1: <laughs> it's, it's for sure problematic yeah <laughs> uh but but i did enjoy it. Uh, it it's it's short uh it is very tight and concise uh the the characters were all you know like i said none of them are redeemable but they're all intriguing as hell
0: yeah uh and,
1: and it is just mesmerizing to watch and, and you know it's a collection of some of the greatest actors that have ever worked in movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wa- watching it again. Now I, I remembered what I liked about it at the time, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, the, the dialogue is, is, you know, casual racism and homophobia aside, the dialogue sure. is really good.
1: Yes, it is. And, <laughs> and it's, it's all very natural.
0: Yes. Very natural. And, and <clears throat> the performances are spectacular uh you know for a movie about people selling real estate it's it's a gripping story
1: <laughs> yeah it really is
0: So uh, yeah i like i said I, I remembered what i liked about it before um i think i've outgrown it as a person though
1: <laughs> sure uh yeah like i said i don't see any reason for me to ever revisit this one uh but, uh, so I was talking to a friend last night and said that, yeah, you know, my friend and I were going to do our podcast and, you know, uh, we're watching, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross and she had never heard of it. I said, oh, well, I mean, like, you know, I still hadn't seen it, but I was like, eh, it's a dude movie. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> it's a
0: middle-aged dude movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Kevin Spacey is probably the youngest person in this movie.
0: Yeah, and he's he's like in his yeah, 30s. He's in maybe even in his 40s by that point.
1: Okay, wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh he definitely looks the youngest for sure. Yeah, he does. Yeah, maybe Alec Baldwin is is fairly young. That's yeah, that could be. Yeah, cuz cause, cause that was uh that was in Super handsome Alec Baldwin days. That was peak Alec Baldwin's powers. <laughs> it really was. Uh, that and The Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that's another movie I haven't watched in a long time. Maybe I'll revisit that at some point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I uh, I own it on Blu-ray, and I know that there's a special edition Blu-ray out there. and Ooh. I have, I have uh, waffled on whether I should be getting that or not for myself. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but I make bad decisions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) Yep. Because I do the same.
1: Yeah, like uh, I was at a a bookstore recently, and they had a copy of uh, the, apparently uh, just came out on special edition Blu-ray, David Lynch's Dune. Ooh. Uh, And it was like 50 bucks, and I looked at it, and I thought, Maybe? <laughs> but when it comes right down to it, I don't like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Why do I want to buy a $50 copy of it? Cuz you like David Lynch. I do.
0: I want to root for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I totally yeah. get that.
1: Uh, it's $35 on Amazon so that's probably no right. point of getting it.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Keep me posted. I've never seen that movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, we'll get it while the getting's good before, (laughs) you know, Denis Villeneuve, you know, does it away. Right. Uh, But don't you dare watch that on your TV. Did you say Denis Villeneuve? (laughs) Isn't that his name?
0: It's Denis
1: Villeneuve. Whatever. I
0: believe he is the uh, French filmmaker. (laughs) Not to be confused with David Mamet.
1: Well, he shouldn't have a Spanish fucking name then.
0: Oh, so maybe he's Spanish. I don't know.
1: I, who
0: cares?
1: <laughs> he doesn't want you to watch it on your TV, so fuck him.
0: I know, because that's not that's not real movies.
1: Nope. That, well, as Patty Jenkins has confirmed today.
0: That's right. They look fake.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, apparently she never watched Wonder Woman 1984. Apparently not. Of <laughs> uh, the cheapest looking movie I've seen <laughs> in years. <laughs> and I've seen some shit. <laughs> Oh
0: boy! Is yep. anything anything making you happy this week?
1: <laughs> Nothing I can publicly talk about.
0: <laughs> All right, fair. Uh, fair. Enough.
1: I don't know. I went to Ollie's yesterday, and they had a, a hardcover copy of uh, Watchmen Noir. Uh, and I don't own a copy of Watchmen, so I figured, yeah, what the fuck? That's awesome. A, not a joy, but uh, it's a you know a slight bump up in cheer i don't know
0: sure no i get that <laughs> yeah uh
1: what about you sir uh this week uh
0: jenny and i went to a uh, we stayed in a house on uh the puget sound on whidbey island uh which is about an hour from here we had to take a ferry to get there uh and uh we stayed there for just a couple days and we worked during the day and then went out and did stuff uh, and it was completely free. Nice. <laughs> so yeah this this uh, I guess a, a, a sponsor uh, for the nonprofit where Jenny works had this house that they usually rent as like an Airbnb and they had a last minute cancellation and so they just offered it up to to anybody at the the nonprofit who wanted to take it. And Jenny has cancer, so played that <laughs> card and we got to got to stay in the house yeah. for free. Oh, oh and uh, yeah, it was see, really nice. I was gonna make that joke, but then I thought better of it no i'll I'll do it, I don't care.
1: <laughs> I was like, well, that would be very insensitive Eric. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> No, see, it's okay if I do it,
0: okay. <laughs> So, yeah, that was really nice this week. Uh, oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, I also just picked up a graphic novel that I, I haven't read yet, but I picked it up. I've been looking forward to reading it. It's called uh, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank.
1: Oh, okay. I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. All right. Uh, I, I like, uh, I, I read Tyler Boss's Dark Horse series, uh, Dead Dogs Bite. Uh, um, yeah. which was really excellent. I loved that, mm. so I'm, I'm excited right. to read another book that he drew.
1: Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough.
1: <laughs> uh, but I hope it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, uh, I I watched Money Plane last weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, speaking of boss, because, you, know, you know, Dr. Frazier boss was in We're, it. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and it was uh, great. <laughs> Excellence. <laughs> I am sorry that if I've ruined your next pick or not, but <laughs> no, that's
0: fine. It was on my list, but I'll take <laughs> it off.
1: All right. Well, you you should watch it on your own. It's on Hulu. <laughs> All
0: right. I'll see. I'll see if Jenny wants to do that tonight. <laughs> We're skipping Big Brother tonight, Jenny. It's Money Plane.
1: Hey, all the Lawrence brothers are in it.
0: All of them. Wow.
1: Joey and Matthew and Andrew and I think a fourth one.
0: That's too many Lawrence's. Who? <laughs> <Ooh>. Martin. <laughs> what if? What if he was their brother? <laughs> How weird would that be? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, should I pick a movie for next week? <laughs> you should. Okay. Uh yeah, so uh this movie uh I think this continues uh, uh our uh Oscar Isaac series. Okay. Alright. Uh this movie Is it is, Moon Knight? It is not Moon Knight, no. Oh, That's right. not out yet.
1: <laughs> it's also not a movie. Also not a
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems with that, Eric. <laughs>
1: I'm just really excited.
0: I get it. <laughs> uh no, this, this uh this movie is uh on Amazon Prime. Oh doke. Uh, and it uh I don't really know anything about it other than uh it has Oscar Isaac and uh, Jessica Chastain in it. Okay. And it is called A Most Violent Ear.
1: Ooh, I, I've actually wanted to see this for quite a while.
0: Excellent. I think it's a crime movie, if I'm if I'm
1: remembering correctly. <laughs> I want to say you're correct all right yeah uh yes i am uh, greatly looking forward to that and we're sure that that uh, is not gonna go away next week, right? <laughs>
0: um i mean the the month just started over so we should be safe for at least another month
1: okay all right
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if if there are any problems with that and if we can't find it anywhere else i will let you know
1: <laughs> all righty <laughs> Alrighty, sir. Well, that sounds
0: fantastic. Excellent. A most violent year.
1: Yes, and we will do that next week on the podcast.
0: (laughs) I'll talk to you then.
1: Copies for closers.